0: You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to The Daily Show. I am Trevor Noah. Today is Thursday, September 16th. And before we get started, I just wanted to say thank you for helping us settle into our amazing new studio here. You know, I'm sure you've noticed by now that we've been trying a bunch of new things. You know, I'm trying new clothes. We're having fun because we're not at home anymore. You know, we thought that why not experiment? It's been 17 months working from home. You know, when you get back into space, just mix things up a little bit. So uh, today, we're definitely going to mix things up. We've got a really exciting new addition to announce for the show. Please say hello to the Daily Show's brand new one-man band, Anderson Park. <laughs>
1: I,
2: I
0: could, when they said you were joining, I was like, it's too good to be true, but he's here. We have a one-man band. Anderson, welcome, man. Thank you, man, it's an honor and pleasure. Congratulations on your VMA's win. Congratulations on Sonic just being the most amazing thing ever, All right? Congratulations on Sesame Street. Yeah, nah, it's a crazy ride, man. You enjoying it? I'm loving it, living the dream. Oh, man, I feel it, I feel it. Well, anyway, thank you for being here. This is gonna be fun. All right, people, let's kick things off with the latest on the coronavirus pandemic in-person school is now back in session. And while a lot of people were bracing for problems, I don't know if anyone expected this one.
2: A school bus driver shortage is gripping the nation. Massachusetts has even called them the National Guard to help pick up children. Superintendent Almi Abeda of Chelsea Schools near Boston says two weeks into the year and she's still short 15 drivers, meaning one in every five buses has run late. Now the Guard will drive 10 passenger school transport vans in her district. Schools returning to in-person classes say coronavirus fears pushed more drivers to retire. Other schools are turning to parents to pick up the slack. One charter school in Delaware is paying them $700 for each child they drive to and from school this year. Philadelphia parents in a similar program are getting up to $1,500 for the school year.
0: $1,500 to get a bunch of kids into a van? That's insane! All these years I've been doing it for free! And, uh, Thoughts and prayers for those National Guard troops. I mean, war is hell, but it's got nothing on driving a bus full of 10-year-olds. Uh, hey, Anderson, that's dope. And it's our first show. This is perfect. I mean, I don't even know how you do that. Uh, it just needs to be a little shorter. Like, uh, um, you know what I mean? For, no. com- for comedy, it's, I don't, it's like just really short. It's like, it's, that's it. And we like, you know? Yeah, I, was, but I put a little time in there, but... No, no, I feel it. I feel it. I okay. feel it. It was, it was great. It was perfect. Okay. Um, I'm your man. I got you, bitch. I know it. So, yeah, the U.S. military... Oh, Sorry. So, yeah, the U.S. military is now gonna start driving school buses, which sounds like a great idea, until all of a sudden the country has spent $2 trillion, and then they suddenly pull out and leave your kids with the Taliban. <laughs> I don't think this is gonna work.
2: Did you hit the punchline already? Yeah. Um, Look at me when you when the punchline's coming.
0: I, but the audience, I have to. I'm gonna be ready either way. I can't. Never. I Trevor. can't throw the punchline to you at you. bro. I, no, I I believe don't that. do think it. I'm not. I'm doing the opposite. I, like next I next joke. Um, So yeah, so uh, they can't get the kids to the school, right? Because there's no school buses and everyone's trying to figure out what to do. They're saying some parents should drive them. They're saying the military should drive them. Here's my opinion, you know what they should do? They should hire ice cream trucks, right? Because kids chase those things for miles. All you do is you get one ice cream truck, it drives through all the suburbs and then the kids just chase it all the way to the school. Tuned the way I want them to be but I'll, I'll make sure we I'm gonna
2: I'm gonna go over the jokes before
0: yeah I think I think I think, I think Great that hour. would yeah um maybe we maybe we take a little break and then um yeah yeah uh, I, I'll meet you in the um Probably the bet. break room I'll yep. meet you yeah I'll meet you, you. you and then we'll go through some we'll go through some notes and stuff and yeah. then we'll we'll start the show after that yeah me's ready. this was perfect though you, you, Thank you. Use the restroom. I appreciate it. Yep, I, I feel it's right through there. to the, Yeah, uh, that door out to, to your right. If you go, if you go, you shouldn't walk in front of cameras generally. Oh, when sorry. no, yeah, you shouldn't. I got you. If we, yeah, there's a door on that side, it's and it. then we can. Yeah, all the way, all the way down. Just keep going, keep going, all the way. Close the door. We, yeah, we're not. Yeah, this is not going to work out. Close the door. Let's do the show.
1: Coming to you from the heart of Times Square, the most important place on Earth, it's The Daily Show, ears edition. Tonight, Ballgate continues to swell. Trinidad's health minister is here. And Lavar Burton. This is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah.
0: Okay, people, there's a lot going on in the world right now, but there is one story that is more important than all of them combined. I'm talking about the ongoing saga of Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend's swollen testicles. As everyone on the planet has heard by now, Nicki Minaj tweeted out that her cousin's friend in Trinidad took the COVID vaccine and then his balls swole and he became impotent. Now, people say wild stuff about the vaccine all the time, but most people don't have tens of millions of followers. So this tweet has caused a giant uproar so big that even Dr. Fauci had to weigh in.
3: I wouldn't normally even ask you about this, but is there any evidence that the Pfizer, the Moderna, or the J&J vaccines cause any reproductive issues in men or women?
2: The answer to that, uh, Jake, is a resounding no. There's no evidence that it happens, nor is there any mechanistic reason to imagine that it would
0: happen. Yo, can we just appreciate for a moment how crazy Dr. Fauci's life has become? I mean, for the first 78 years of his life, he was just minding his own business. You know, decades working in a lab, trying to fight diseases. And now, in the space of two years, he's had to stop Trump from drinking bleach, convince Americans he's not trying to microchip them, and now he's weighing in on some Trinidadian guy's balls? I can assure you, as the nation's top scientist, that your nutsack is gonna be fine. So this story has blown up bigger than a I don't know, a pair of Trinidadian testicles. Because what happened next was that Nicki Minaj said that the White House read her tweet and invited her to the White House to talk about it. But then the White House said, nah, we just said we would do a phone call to answer Nicki Minaj's questions. We never invited her over. And that response from the White House really pissed Nicki off. Nikki Minaj
1: defending her claim she was invited to the White House to discuss her concerns about the COVID-19 vaccine.
4: Minaj took to Instagram saying she would never lie about the invite. Do y'all think that I would go on the Internet and lie about being invited to the fucking White House? Like, what? Do you guys see what is happening right now? Oh, my goodness. If they assassinate me and assassinate my character and make me look crazy or stupid, guess what? No one else will ever ask questions again. Don't you see what's happening?
0: I'm not lying, guys. My cousin's friend told me I was invited to the White House. Look, I'll be honest with you. I I can see both sides of this thing. I mean, it would be kind of weird for the White House to invite Nicki Minaj for that tweet. You know? Cause usually someone gets an invite to the White House for like winning a gold medal or saving their entire platoon, you know? Not for tweeting about their cousin's friend's scrotum. That's not usual. On the other hand, Nicki's story makes sense too. Why would you lie about going to a house that's not even as nice as yours? So I don't think Nicki is lying necessarily. It, it was probably just a big miscommunication, which wouldn't surprise me. Nicki Minaj and the White House are from two completely different worlds. I mean, put on Monster, put on that track and ask Joe Biden what he hears. Hotter than a Middle Eastern climate violet, Dobie, I, you know what, I give up. Can somebody call Kamala to come help me with this? But as pissed off as Nicki Minaj is at the White House, it turns out a lot of people back in Trinidad are even more mad at her for making their country the butt of jokes. I'm sorry, the ball of
1: jokes. This is almost like what you would hear about a parlor, where somebody will tell you, well, their cousin, friend, neighbor, say XYZ. I mean, come on, Nikki, you have 180 million followers. People listen to you. I mean, it's irresponsible on all all fronts. One, irresponsible based on the misinformation that is going out there regarding this vaccine. Um, you know, there was no verification of the story. And furthermore, to expose your cousin friend's flat tire in the public domain like that. Every man have a flat tire, okay, he will work on that. You know, there's herbs and, 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 and punch and certainly so the man can eat and bring back a vibes. But don't come now and talk that kind of talk. <laughs> all
0: right, all right, wait, wait, guys, guys. Uh, can we just all agree that from now on, impotence should only be referred to as a flat tire? Because erectile dysfunction, it's so clinical, you know? It comes with a stigma. I have erectile dysfunction, but a flat tire. I mean, that sounds like something that can happen to anyone. Yeah, you can pay a guy in a truck $20 to fix it for you. You know, what was crazy is when we heard this news clip at the show, we all thought that this guy should be the official voice of Cialis. And then this next part of the story is completely true, but you're not gonna believe me, and that's fine. But this news anchor, his name is Jason Williams, He is actually my Trinidadian's friend's cousin. Yeah, cousin, friend, friend, cousin. So we called him, and we actually got him to redo the Cialis ads, and honestly, I think it's a pretty big improvement. Do you
1: or your cousin friend have a flat tire? Well, you don't have to tell everybody, just take this thing called Cialis. Trust me, it has all the herbs and punch, To bring back your vibes, so ask your doctor about Cialis. Just make sure and don't tell Nicki Minaj, cause she go put John Blast and the whole world gonna.
0: Hmm. Now I'm craving Cialis and doubles. Oof. Anyway, the people of Trinidad aren't happy. The news anchors aren't happy, and Trinidad's government is definitely not impressed. A waste of time.
4: Health officials in Trinidad and Tobago are responding to rapper Nicki Minaj for claim about the COVID vaccine.
3: As far as we know, at this point in time, there has been no such reported either side effect or adverse event. And what was sad about this is that it wasted our time yesterday trying to track down because we take all these claims seriously. Oh, man. You think Dr. Fauci has it rough. The health minister of Trinidad
0: had to spend the whole day going around asking people about their balls. How are your testicles? And how are yours? And how are your balls? Everything fine? One thing you got to love about the Caribbean, though, is how the people there can politely cuss you out without using a single swear word. You know, because he seemed chilled, but he was telling her off, you know? That might be the most dignified telling-off I've ever heard from a government official. It made me feel ashamed and I had nothing to do with this. I was sitting at home like, yeah, I should be ashamed of myself. But I will say this, as funny as the story is, and we have been having fun with it, unfortunately, this has turned into a real problem in a real country being handled by real health professionals. And so we thought at The Daily Show, you know, it would be great to have these people on the show to actually find out the full story, not from our cousin and not from our cousin's friend, but from the people who are there to see what's happening on the ground. So when we come back, I'll be speaking to the man from that clip, Trinidad's actual health minister, Terence Dayal Singh. So don't go away. Welcome back to The Daily Show. Everyone has been talking about the fallout from Nicki Minaj's testicle tweets, which has affected everyone from the White House all the way to the government of Trinidad and Tobago. And since we don't actually live in Trinidad, well, we thought it would be helpful to have a conversation with the actual minister of health for Trinidad and Tobago. So, Minister Dale Singh, welcome to The Daily Show. how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for taking the time today. I know you've been inundated and I really do appreciate it. So, <laughs> I really, really appreciate it.
3: Anything for an honorary
0: <laughs> I try my best. I've been told if I don't attend the next mass, I'm gonna lose my citizenship, so. Exactly. Marshall has and told I me I need I need to play his band and make sure that I that I that I fit into my outfit for the next mass. So, lovely. Um, a few days ago, Trinidad and Tobago was thrust into the spotlight in in not the most favorable way because of what could have been an innocuous tweet where it's tweeted by anybody else. But Nicki Minaj tweeted something that has thrust yourself and your team into the spotlight. And I figured it would be great for you to come on the show and, and just to help us work through some of the misinformation that that is swirling in and around the country right now. So you held a press conference that has now gone viral worldwide where you 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 had to come out and state publicly that there is no case of... V- testicular swelling happening in Trinidad. Well, vaccine-related, at least. Um, And so I I wondered, from, you know, uh, your ministry's side, uh, do you have any concerns in and around the vaccine? Is there anything that has made you say, oh, no, people need to pause? or, Or is there a rollout of the vaccine that you are comfortable with right now?
3: Thank you for that question. So as part of our communication strategies from day one, we had press conferences every day right now we have them three times a week. So that was part of our normal communications um, uh, process yesterday. To date, we have administered over one million doses of vaccines in a country of 1.4 million people. You're a small but proud country, small but proud. And we are confident that we have brought WHO-approved vaccines to Trinidad and Tobago. And with those million doses we have administered to date, There have only been five cases of adverse events, all reported to WHO. None of them includes testicular swelling. And let me just reiterate, when one weighs that against the ravages of COVID-19 around the world, where close to 4.6 million people have in fact died, the advantages of vaccination far, far outweigh the minuscule risk.
0: And then what of what of Nicki Minaj's further claims that um, nobody in Trinidad can work if they are not vaccinated, is that true?
3: I welcome the op- opportunity to put the record straight in, in simple language that is simply not true. Our vaccination program is voluntary, but highly recommended. Vaccines are not new to the region, to the Caribbean, to Trinidad and Tobago, and to the power region. This is not new. What is new is social media uh, trying to uh, throw doubt on this vaccine. But globally, 5.83 billion doses of vaccines have been administered globally, and it will save lives. And Trevor, if you want to come back here to play mass. Get vaccinated and come <laughs> back here. Right. I mean, that's a great way and to I'll, get people to come back. Um, I will personally take you to eat doubles. <laughs> I will personally take you for coconut. I will personally take you to Tobago. You know.
0: So, so let me let me ask you this: If you were to send a message to Nicki Minaj, what would that message be?
3: My message to the Trinidad and Tobago diaspora, anywhere that you are is that vaccines are safe, vaccines are effective. And if if I may broaden the conversation to the Caribbean diaspora, the Caribbean is one of the best places in the world to live and play. It is one of the best places to bring up your families. My message to the Caribbean diaspora is spread the word that get vaccinated to save your life, so we can get back to our Caribbean way of life, whether it's soccer, whether it's reggae, whether it's played steel pan, um, all these lovely things, cricket, football, right? Chutney, all these things. The way out of this pandemic right now is simply get vaccinated.
0: Well, I'll tell you now, Minister, you had me at doubles and playing mass I'm gonna try and lose a little <laughs> bit of my COVID weight, and then I will be, I'll be back. Maybe we'll be playing in the same band. You never know. We'll make it a special occasion. I will
3: be with my friend. And, and, and my children and the are great fans and they will be with you.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you so much for taking the time, Minister. Appreciate you. You're
3: welcome, my friend.
0: Thank you so much again for joining us, Minister Dale Singh. Before we go to the break, um, I just wanted to also say thank you to the people of Trinidad for being such good sports, because I know that everything has become a joke these days but I hope that everyone remembers that for Trinidadians, this is a very real thing, right? Trinidad is a real place with real people that is going through a very real pandemic right now, one that has decimated the economy like many countries in the world. So this issue is something that they didn't need to be dealing with right now. And I mean, not to mention, when you're from a small country, it's so easy for one negative story to define you to the world. You know, I think Trinidad should be known for its culture, its food, its carnival, you know, not just as the home for one guy's giant gonads. And as a South African, I get this, you know, like when Oscar Pistorius happened, every time I went to the bathroom after that, people would run out screaming. So to all my friends in Trinidad, thank you for sending me information. Thank you for correcting me and for keeping me in touch with what was going on. And to the people of Trinidad, we wish you the best. We know that this won't be the story that defines you. And hopefully soon everyone will be vaccinated Nobody will have swollen testicles, and we'll be back at Carnival celebrating mass. I mean, I've gained a few pounds during COVID, but I, I still think my outfit is gonna look pretty dope. Yeah. All right, when we come back, the man who taught us how to read and survive in space, LeVar Burton, will be joining us on the show. So don't go away.
4: Last week, President Joe Biden woke up from sleepy time and announced his new vaccine mandate. One of the most heinous displays
0: we've ever seen, Joe Biden's angry anti-American vaccine mandate. Biden's threatening the unvaccinated more than he's threatening the Taliban. He wants to yell at people. What happened to the idea of my body, my choice? If they can force you to take a vaccine that you don't need, what can't they do? So
4: what does this mean for freedom-loving Americans like you, me, and Mel Gibson? Well, I've been watching Fox News for 87 hours straight, and spoiler alert, I hope you like eating your meatloaf with chopsticks because we're basically communist China now. A mandate? Sorry, Joe, but the only mandate I need is court-mandated community service for gently bitch-slapping a flight attendant. You're about to put something in your body and you don't even know what's in it? Don't be stupid. No, I won't get vaccinated. No, I won't wear a mask. No, I won't stop eating in a crowded restaurant three meals a day. And yes, I would like to speak to the manager. I'm sorry, that just came out naturally. This is North Korea times apartheid plus Cuba divided by the civil war. It is a slippery slope people. First, you need a vaccine card to enter a restaurant. Pretty soon you're gonna need a kid to enter a PTA meeting. What country are we living in? This is discrimination of the highest order. Unbaxed should be considered just as much of a slur as any of the words I'm not allowed to sing at karaoke anymore. Don't listen to Joe Biden. Don't listen to Fauci. Don't listen to your doctor. Listen to me, a lady woman whose favorite newscasters all shout. Minus liberty, times 1776, race to the power of Venezuela. Here's a logistical question. Why do I need the vaccine if I'm already snorting the proven COVID cure cinderplactin. Cinderplactin. It's not just for cows with gonorrhea anymore. (laughs) Also, how about natural immunity? Science shows the best way to not get COVID is to get COVID. Read a medical study. I've caught COVID like 18 times and I'm fine. My fellow patriots, what's next? They're gonna mandate vaccinations for kids to go to school? Well, joke's on you. I don't send my kids to school. I homeschool them with Dog the Bounty Hunter's Quake Media Podcast. Times Stalin, times Putin, times Castro, times Angela Merkel. And Doss, please excuse my dear Aunt Sally, who just died of COVID. Divided by ISIS, times Jim Crow laws, plus socialist breadlines, And what does that equal? Zero. And that's how many vaccines I'd be getting Joe Biden if I had a job and I wasn't already vaccinated. Do you know where this virus is from? China. Do you know who created it? Ilhan Omar. Do you know how many years in prison you get for getting arrested at a school board meeting? That was a question for my lawyer. Well, that pretty much sums up the Biden vaccine mandate. Dr. Fauci's from Neptune.
0: Welcome back to the Daily Show. My guest tonight is an award-winning actor, director, and literacy advocate, LeVar Burton. He's here to talk about his legendary career and the importance of storytelling. Mr. LeVar Burton, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Um, let's talk a little bit about LeVar Burton because, Mm. man, what a life you've
2: lived. I know, right?
0: Your journey keeps on moving, your story keeps on being almost rewritten, Mm -hmm. chapters keep on being added. Mm -hmm. When you see your life, how do you see
2: it? Well, I, I know I'm, I'm here to tell stories. I know that that's part of why I'm here. I really, I, I see my life, there's a through line from Kunta, right, at one end of the spectrum, and Jordi LaForge, the chief engineer of the enterprise, at the other end of that spectrum. And Lavar, the reading rainbow guy, is, is in the middle of that continuum. So I've been able to represent the, the black experience from slavery to the future, mm. and everything in between, and what a, an honor that is. It, it, feels, it feels like an honor that um, I think the people would argue belongs more to them.
0: You've always been somebody who is not just passionate about being in the stories, not just passionate about telling the stories, but encouraging others to tell their own stories and become story ter- tellers in their own right. Absolutely. Let's talk about Reading Rainbow. okay. Where where did that passion come from? Where does LeVar Burton go, you know what? Yeah, I can do TV, I can make movies, I can do whatever. No, what I'm gonna do is basically make no money and go and just read, (laughs) read to people, and just have kids reading.
2: That's Armagen, E-R-M-A-G-E-N-E. That was my mother's name. Um, She was an English teacher and a social worker and my first teacher. Um, I'm a reader because of her influence. My mom read not only to us when we were kids, I had two sisters, but she read in front of us. And that's like really that that critical modeling. Mm -hmm. I grew up in a house where reading was like breathing. So um, just the awareness that literature was a critical component of our life and lifestyle was really, you know, demonstrated and pounded into me. I, I like to say in my mom's house, you either read a book or you got hit in the head with one but you were going to have an experience with the written <laughs> word. <laughs> I wonder if there's something
0: in you that is almost, you know, I, I love that you say it's about your mom. I grew up, I grew up in a similar household. Mm. You know, my mom read everything to me, you right. know, everything to me. And then from the Bible to, you know, just random books as a child right. growing up. And I, I just like, I devoured books, right. devoured books. Before I ask the question, I'd love to know, what do you do when you're not enjoying a book? As an avid book reader, do you do you quit? What, what's your technique? Are you like the 30 pages
2: and then I'm out? Person? Oh no, you... I, I've only ever quit reading one book in my life. Wow, what was that book? Norman Mailer's *Armies of the Night*. Mm. Bored me to tears. Bored the shit out of me. Um, Yo, that must be a terrible book. It it was. You understand for you to say <laughs> there's one book.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so was, everything uh, else, you just read. You 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 like well, I'll go. Yeah, absolutely. Because there's a gift in everything. There's a gift in every book. Okay. Right. Um, I find some books hold me hostage. Like? So I'll finish them. Yeah.
0: But I'll go, It maybe starts well, then doesn't, you know, uh, or maybe like it doesn't start well, but now I feel like I have to finish the book, and mm-hmm. then I'm, now I'm a hostage. Now every day I go like, oh, I've got to go back to that book, and I have to, because I'm a completionist. I want to finish uh, the thing. Right. And funny enough, now because of COVID, I'm learning to like, let go a little bit more and be like, no,
2: I, I don't have to finish book. You don't that have book. to. You don't yeah. have to, not if you don't want to. I don't have to. I'm compelled to because I I, I guess I, I have a habit of... Um, picking books that I know I'm going to enjoy. Okay, right? Okay. Armies of the Night was a, it was a, an assignment in, you know, back in the day in school and I had to I had to fake my way through that book report cuz <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do it.
0: Um, of all the roles you've played, of mm. all the um, the places you've gone at fans, mm. one of the more recent and obviously has just been exploding on the news has been that as a guest host of Jeopardy, mm. I mean You you know that you're beloved, right? And it's a wonderful feeling, I'm sure. It is. But this was special. I mean, just like you you had this Levar Burton, and it's not a craze. It's like that's the thing about you. It's like maybe maybe your fans mimic your your calm, Mm. but it's like you were very calm. Fans, it's like I like Levar for this job. Everyone just wanted you for they loved seeing you there there's something about that world, maybe the Jeopardy of it all, maybe the, 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 the information of it all mm-hmm. that, that, that people associated with you.
2: What did that moment feel like for you, just experiencing that love from people you know, for that? <sighs> you know, I, when, when we did a, a Kickstarter several years ago, um, and I, I discovered then that the generation of adults now who grew up on Reading Rainbow, um, they were down with whatever it is I wanted to do. Um, and, and the same was, was true with this Jeopardy thing. Um, I made it public that I wanted it for myself, that it made sense to me, and and they were all about it. Well, if if it and it made sense it made as much sense to them as it did to me. Right. And um and so they they wanted it for me as much as as much as I wanted it. The crazy thing is is that you know when you set your, your sights on something, you know, they say be careful of what you wish for. Because right. what I found out is that it wasn't the thing that I wanted after all. What I wanted was, I wanted was to compete. I mean, I, I wanted the job, right? But then when I didn't get it, it was like, well, okay, well, what, what's next? And, and so the opportunities that have come my way as a result of not getting that gig, I, I couldn't have dreamt it up. I couldn't, I, if, if you had given me a pen and, and paper and said, well, so what, what do you want this to really look right, like? Right, right, If it doesn't include Jeopardy, uh, I wouldn't have been this generous that, that's the um That's the shipwreck that leads you to the magical island. That's it, exactly. Do you know what I mean? That's right. That's what that that's is. That's right. And yeah. you were meant to be we focus on that on, island. We focus on the shipwreck. Right. We don't think about the island that it got us to. The island was where you were meant to be all along. I
0: I would love to see you make. I know you've got a, you've got a production company, and you you know I know that you you've had a podcast for seven years reading books. You know you 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 still embody everything that you love in literature. I would I would love for you to think of a way. I mean I know I'm giving you all the work here, hmm. but there's got to be like a there's got to be some sort of game show in and around books. There's got to be something in that world.
2: We are working on creating exactly what that is. Look, I never I deserve a credit for it. I mean I know I said it late, but I feel like. We, I feel like
0: now, this is one of those where I feel like you hacked my mind. Uh-huh. And, so and now
2: I owe you money? No, not money. No. Just credit. Credit? Just credit. credit. Okay. You
0: can just say developed by all the people and then you say like, and Trevor. And Trevor, no. Later, but also developed by.
2: Brother, I would be happy <laughs> to, to, to give you credit. <laughs> because the, the the thing is, I I never thought about hosting any other game show uh-huh, outside uh-huh. of Jeopardy. But... Now, having they went in, the, in a different direction with their show, which is their right, and now I'm thinking, well, this it does kind of make sense. Let me see what I can do. So, we're, we're trying to figure out what the right game show for LeVar Burton would be. I love that. Yeah. Now, you're writing your story yeah. inspired by another story, inspired by another story. I love that. Um, thank you so much for joining me on the show. Trevor Noah, you you are a national treasure. You're the best in the business, and what you do with your platform is really remarkable. I appreciate you, brother, for real, man. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. Don't forget, people, you can listen to the LeVar Burton Reads
0: podcast right now at levarburtonpodcast.com or wherever you subscribe to your favorite shows. We're gonna take a quick break, but we'll be right back after this. Well, that's our show for tonight. Until next week, stay safe out there, get your vaccine, and remember... If you're hearing weird stories about the vaccine, don't just believe them. Be responsible and check with your cousin's friend first.
1: Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.